We have to find a way to talk and have dialogue and be tolerant between other views. You have to have open dialogue, and that's where free speech is so important. Consent's a very important thing, and today in the Me Too movement, it's been very important because I think it's really opened up a lot of eyes. Cannabis is a healing herb. We as the people, we need to stand up and make a move. If you committed sexual assault, it doesn't matter when it was, you should be held accountable for that. However, we have to make sure that we actually make sure they committed sexual assault, and we have to make sure that all allegations are verified. So put in these programs thinking that it'll help everyone, but what they forget is that the pathway to hell is paved with good intention. And I think that's what this whole movement is all about anyways, is uh, trying to be open to ideas. Welcome back to the Liberty Talks podcast. Today we have special guest, Pop Culture Junkie, and we will be reviewing Daredevil Season 3 on Netflix. So the first thought I had about Season 3 was Fisk is back. Wilson Fisk versus Matt Murdock. This is what it's all about since Season 1. So bringing it back to Wilson Fisk, I thought was phenomenal. Uh, He's in jail, ends up getting out and getting put under house arrest in a penthouse or what seems to me like a hotel. Uh, Matt Murdock is no more. In this season, Matt Murdock is very done with his own personal ties, personal relationships, personal feelings, and all he is out there for is to stop Fisk and be Daredevil, but he doesn't even have a red suit. It's it's very, very, very similar to season one. He's in the black suit, he's fighting people, and uh, like I said, Matt Murdock is no more. He has given up. So, pop culture junkie, what are, what were your initial thoughts on this season? I thought the season was very good. Of course, um, I'm a huge fan of all of the uh, Marvel daredevil and Punisher and such, but, uh, the season itself for me, it did start off slow. It took a little bit to get going and it, I wasn't really sure what direction they were going in. We had, uh, Wilson Fisk coming back, of course. And I think that's one of the best Marvel villains in the entire Marvel universe, not alone, just the, the Netflix series. I mean, you could put him on par, with the Marvel films and I, I enjoyed the whole show and the season was great, but again, it just started off a little slow, but then once it finally got rolling, I was like, Oh man, it's almost like the last episode. I want more now. And it kind of really left me hanging with, you know, wanting a lot more though. But I thought the show, I thought the whole season was great. And it was an interesting take on daredevil showing, you know, we, we talked about this before where the great thing about the daredevil show and even the Punisher was they actually are like you and me trying to be these superheroes. Okay. It's not like uh, Superman or Wonder Woman from, you know, outer space. They've got all these superpowers that none of us could ever have. They're just an average person trying to do the job, do what's right. Uh, and you see what happens. You go out to fight a bunch of bad guys. You're going to show some wear and tear. You're going to get bloodied and beat up. And uh, he, he actually shows all the the damage that he's put his body through trying to do you know the good deeds of being the devil's kitchen or the what's it called hell's kitchen's devil there you go 
but yeah, it, it was a really entertaining season. Um, and I like the perspective you mentioned about uh, Wilson Fisk uh, coming back in. Uh, you know, we, we know he's locked up in prison at the end of the previous season. Um, and now he's coming back and wants to basically be the role model that he thinks he should be for the community, even though he's really just a, you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Right. I mean, you did a really good job in pointing out that it starts off slow, but then once the action kicks in, it is just, it is unstoppable. It's just rapid fighting, you know, a great story, everything. I mean, it's, it's like you said, Fisk is an amazing character. He, he's very much on par with um, the Marvel movie universe. And um, in this season, Wilson Fisk is is really unstoppable. Like you think, how could he do this? He's in jail. He's in uh, he, he, he's under house arrest. But it's it's his manipulation. It's him being a crime boss and the way he works people to turn them. And that's actually how we get into having Bullseye. He was a police officer or a detective, and Fisk ends up turning him into his little lapdog or his, you know, his henchman. He he turns a cop that's monitoring him into bullseye or the new daredevil the 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 guy that is wearing the red suit but is not matt murdoch yeah absolutely it's it's amazing the just the performance from vincent d'onofrio is incredible i mean he is you know this just despicable villain and he does horrible things of course and yeah the the character of bullseye is a you know number one uh you know, uh, military person and, uh, you know, honorable person. He does everything right. And he hates Wilson Fisk. He doesn't want him to, you know, have any freedom. He thinks it's ridiculous. The things he's getting to get away with and, you know, getting to be put under house arrest and everything. And it's a crazy, uh, just, it's, it's really crazy watching how he manipulates him and can get him to change his thinking and change his, uh, feelings on everything and it's pretty scary when you think about it too if you can take someone that's a uh such a good person good straight shooter and then you can turn them to complete evil and it's like yeah that's it's just crazy what, what little he does with just you know speaking to him not even having to physically force him to do these things wow i mean i i tell you just talking about it it just gives me goosebumps thinking back to when I was watching Daredevil season three. And on a historical note, it really it really makes me think, someone who's a historian and went to school for history, about how well, not great leaders, but how how influencers like Fisk turned people to do terrible things throughout history. And it's it's just mind-boggling to see how this happens and the character of wilson fisk is just so good at doing it they portray it so well in this tv series it literally has you on the edge of your seat wanting to know what happens in the next episode yeah absolutely i, I just can't i can't say enough good things about uh, vincent d'ofrio's performance uh he blew me away i mean he's he's been a favorite actor of mine he's been in a lot of great things before this and when they cast him as kingpin 
uh, just the look of him, I was already, I'm sold. Okay, he's a great actor. He's going to do, uh, you know, do this amazing job. And then the, uh, they introduce him in the, you know, early seasons. And it's just like, wow, I can't believe how amazing, you know, he's made this character. And then we learn the back history, the backstory of his character. You know, why did he become who he is? Or, you know, he he had a very traumatic childhood. If you've seen the uh, the previous seasons, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, he's had a traumatic childhood, which turned him into this, you know, very twisted and evil person. And the way he can portray himself to think, no, I'm doing this for this reason. I'm doing this for the right reason. That's on the outside. But really on the inside, he is just this maniacal and manipulative evil being that is uh, just unstoppable. He's, uh, you know, he's physically intimidating as well as uh, everything else, psychologically, especially. It's very much like going back to the historical perspective. Some of the most evil men in history thought they were doing good. You know, the things that they were fighting for, they thought it was morally right. They they mm-hmm. they didn't see that the things they were fighting for was wrong, and you can very much see this in Wilson Fisk. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the mastermind on this guy is just phenomenal, too. I mean, think about like it's like you said, the uh the 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 detective that becomes uh Bullseye or the new Daredevil uh, in the red suit Fisk identifies him as the perfect person to go up against Daredevil, right? Like his his military skill, his accuracy, um, his, I would say maybe his brains, but his brains and his brawn put together. It's a perfect, uh, it's a perfect person to go against Daredevil. Mm-hmm. So when we see Bullseye, Put on the red suit. He's the new Daredevil. Uh, what was your feeling? Well, I mean, at first you're thinking, okay, somebody's going to try to be an imposter Daredevil, and uh, let's see what he can do compared to what Matt Murdock can do. But <clears throat> excuse me, the interesting, you know, uh, story they're sharing in uh, the early parts of the season is we're following the events from the previous season of Daredevil along with the Defenders. They're, you know, they're bringing that in as well, where uh, they just had the whole attack on the on New York as well. But you're bringing in Matt Murdock where he's, uh, he's beat up, he's broken down, he's suffering from uh, just so much abuse that he's put his body through. Uh, he doesn't have his normal senses working. Okay, of course, everyone knows, no spoiler alert, Matt Murdock is blind. That's the whole... Uh, amazing thing of his character is he's blind, but he's still able to somehow sense everything that's happening around him. And he doesn't even have that now. So he's even struggling to figure out, you know, walking around a room almost, let alone try to fight off one to two or 300 bad people, whatever. And so you, you throw that in, he's struggling to become his normal self again. And now you have this equally uh, just amazing bad guy in bullseye, and he's even like you said already, you know, he's equivalent, he's skilled, he's trained. And on top of that, he may even be better than Matt Murdock. And, uh, you know, it's a very, uh, formidable foe he's got to deal with. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say unpopular opinion. Bullseye might be better than Daredevil. I mean, yeah. did you, I mean, so let's talk about the first scene where we see 
the imposter daredevil and matt murdoch go against one another i believe it's uh it's in a uh newsroom or a newspaper uh business with karen page yeah it's at the paper that she uh started working for writing for and uh, at the time she's got a witness that could possibly really affect uh wilson fisk in his uh you know his whole house arrest situation he's got going where uh he could you know totally ruin the plans he has and they're trying to protect him and so karen along with her boss they're all in this uh, little room in the back of their office and all of a sudden you know you hear noises outside in the office uh, the main office building part and it's bullseye showing up and he's trying to get to that witness uh because he's doing wilson fist's bidding right now and uh he's just cleaning house he's taking out everybody and here we have the real daredevil Matt Murdock show up, of course, to try to, you know, protect them and stop this. And you're thinking, Oh, okay, here comes daredevil. He's back and he's ready. He's going to take this guy down. And I mean, it's amazing to see just how even Steven, they really are when it comes to fighting. Cause Holy crap, they are beating the hell out of each other all over the office. And you think like, Oh, you know, Murdock, you know, he can take this guy. No problem. Right. He's had, you know, tougher opponents, but no, nah, he, it is, uh, you know, he, even he can tell right away that he, he's got, you know, he's met his match. He doesn't know what to do here. And uh, it was a really, really awesome start to their to their rivalry right there. There are literally points in that fight scene where thing, random things, but things are just being thrown at, Der- at Matt Murdock, right? And Matt yeah. is just, he's like, what the hell? Like, I've never dealt with anything like this before. How do I do it? And how do I take this guy down? So mm-hmm. what does he do? He hides behind a desk or something, right? But what yeah. does Bullseye do? He banks things off the damn wall. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Like, Daredevil is... He is he has really met his match when going against Bullseye. And this Bullseye is not the same Bullseye from 2003. This is a whole new Bullseye that is like 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 we're saying, very the equivalent if not better than Daredevil and Daredevil has to use his brain to figure out how he's going to take this guy down. Yeah, I mean unless you I mean I I never read every single Punisher comic. Uh, I know of a lot of different comic, you know, characters and such, but I've never been one to read an entire series of comics from beginning to end all over the years, of course, but I know a little bit about, you know, different characters and the bullseye character. If you just look at him in the comics, you think, Oh, he looks a little silly. He's got the little bullseye logo on his forehead and such. And then if you've only seen, you know, the movie, like the daredevil movie from 2003 with Ben Affleck, uh, that's the only portrayal you have is the one that uh, what Carl, Colin Farrell portrayed him. And he's just, you know, he's very over the top. You know, that was the, the look they were going for. But you couldn't really, t- I didn't really take that character serious. I mean, it was a comic book movie and we didn't have the real serious comic book movies we've gotten to, you know, experience in the last 10 years now. But his performance came off more comical, not to be taken too seriously. But this one right here uh, is intimidating dex uh the you know his real name uh, character named dex uh who, who portrays daredevil or i'm sorry uh, bullseye he's intimidating and you really have no clue like how do you take this guy down he's got amazing you know abilities and agilities and yeah the way he's just grabbing random generic office supplies throwing pens and pencils and staplers and everything and yeah it's like 
Daredevil really is at a loss of what to do here to really, you know, find any way to get an advantage over him. Right. And just for clarification for the listeners, in case you're not putting everything together, if it's a little hard to keep up, Dex is bullseye and he also puts on the red daredevil suit to become the daredevil imposter so it's a little hard to keep up with sometimes you're like oh who is who well that is it dex is the detective that kingpin turns to his side he becomes bullseye but better known in this series he's the daredevil imposter I come and I just educate. Our style is great. Status MCs want to legislate. My rhymes are crazier than last year's election. Don't play me close. Second Amendment teach a quick lesson. My shit's encrypted simply meaning that I got the keys. Anonymous IDs, blockchain baller sees. Sometimes I might catch apologists for legal plunder. But at the end of the day, taxes theft, brother. My name's AB. I'm known for slamming politicians. Yup. If you're corrupt, the non-swarm's gonna rip you up. Freedom fanatic and never will it ever stop. Oh, you want trouble? You might just want to call the cops. So one thing that I thought was phenomenal, we just described this fight scene in the, in the, uh, in the newsroom, in the, in the newspaper office, but I think the church fight scene was where it was all at. And someone who grew up with the 2003 Daredevil, this is what I wanted to see. Like, I like the 2003 Daredevil because it really made me like and appreciate the the character of Matt Murdock and Daredevil. But looking back on it and watching this new series, they give us like Marvel finally gives us what we deserve in Daredevil season three with Daredevil against Bullseye in this church, going at it, fighting, and uh, giving it their all. Yeah, I mean, the action scenes, I mean, every season, it seems, with Daredevil, they, they up it a notch. And it's like, how do they do outdo each previous one? Uh, we talked about the the stairwell uh, fight in, uh, was it second season, I believe, when he's, uh, is that when he's trying to save the Punisher, I think? I believe so. It's, oh, it's a literally yeah. no-cut scene. It's just one yeah. big fight scene. Yeah, and... I don't, uh, I'm spacing right now. Did we have something like that this season? I know there's some good fight scenes. I'm trying to think if they had one that was like similar to that, where it was like a no cut, uh, fight scene. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm, I wish I could, but, uh, that's amazing what they do. I mean, maybe they do cut it. Maybe they are, you know, chopping it and whatnot, but it just looks so seamless that it, you would believe like, okay, let's just roll it. And just 20 minutes later, the fight's done or whatever. But yeah, the, the fight scenes are amazing. The, uh, Again, the 
I would guess really got to credit the the makeup team and the costume designers that make it look like as he's fighting, he's taking the damage. He's actually being put into a fight. It's not just a, you know, like a silly uh, fight on a movie that has like, you know, no damage to each other at all. It's, you know, you really see it like it's really happening. All right. Well, I think that's the perfect note to end the podcast on. I think everyone should go out and, or maybe not go out because you don't go out to see the Netflix movies anymore. Guys, stay in, binge watch this on Netflix. It'll be totally worth it. If you haven't seen Daredevil season one and two, watch it. I mean, I'd say just watch season three, but you got to watch all of it. This this series is phenomenal. Daredevil on Netflix is amazing, and season three is totally worth it. If you haven't seen it at all, go watch all the seasons. But you're in you're in store for um, an amazing treat on season three. So, pop culture junkie, where can our listeners find you at? Uh, you can always check me out on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube channel is Pop Culture Junkie, and I offer all types. Uh, I offer all types of subscription box unboxings, wrestling reviews, uh, lots of different uh, recaps and predictions on uh, wrestling uh, pay reviews and such. Also, uh, you can always check out me. Or uh, I'm spacing here. You can always check me out on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I've got all of my links for my uh, social media channels and such on uh, my YouTube videos. Uh, you can check me out on uh, Facebook at uh, the Pop Culture Junkie, on Instagram at the Real Pop Culture Junkie, and on Twitter at Pop Culture Junk Two. Awesome! It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, Pop, and we're looking forward to hearing a lot more from you in uh, recent episodes. Absolutely, man! Always love being a pl- being a part of these. It's it's always a blast. Chick, and she hella fit. She an activist, anti-establishment. Got a rocker look. Make a blue collar empty his pocketbook. He in love with the thrill. But she don't love him. She in love with the world. Sexy tattoos on the back of the girl. Yeah, she is single, but don't wanna mingle. You give her your number, she give middle finger. Like, yeah. Tell me where have you been all in my life? You a libertarian, is that right? I don't wanna talk about no politics. Cool that you sugar, let me and you mix. Get together. I treat you right, but not like Cinderella. You a sexy, independent intellectual. I hope you're unmentionable. Edible, incredible. I live against the grain, so that's the